Well, welcome back for another Touchpoint. Uh, I'm here with Pastor Brandon, and we just finished up, wrapped up week six of yep. Holy Sexuality. And six so, weeks. Six weeks. In the can. Yeah. So it's been a lot. It's been really good yeah. um, in so many ways, and I think really hard and, and challenging uh, in so many ways. And I think as, as we're coming out of this, there's... Um, yeah, there's this reality that I think a lot of us are still sitting in different spaces of of processing, of sure. trying to sift through uh, emotions and give those to Jesus. And um, the reality, too, of in our 45 to 55 minutes, um, there's just a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's just a lot to, uh, well, I mean, you've referenced it this <laughs> Sunday, too. There's a lot to unpack. And so this past Sunday, you kind of left us with um, five commitments. Um, but... We recognize that there there may be more. So, is there anything else that maybe would be helpful for us just to to sit with, to consider sure. as we're um, wrapping up the series? But obviously, right, this isn't an issue. Right? This is the reality for so many: is that in our broken world, and sexual brokenness is real, and we experience it in different ways. And so, so it, you're asking me just for clarity. <laughs> you're asking me if there's anything that I didn't say that I now want to say. Yes. All right. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, of, of, of course, because you said, like, like you said, this isn't an issue. Sexuality mm-hmm. is not an issue. It's not a, we're not about policies and, and statements and things like that. Um, God's word's clear, but at the same time, um, it, the, like we've said a couple of times, the question is, is not what does God's word say, it's what does God's word mean. Mm-hmm. Um, we can come away with a really clear understanding of this is what God's word says, but then we also have to go, okay, well, what do I do with this? What does it yeah. mean? Um, yeah, you know, I, I, so one more, maybe I'll throw this one out there. So not that this is commitment number six necessarily, but I think this is something that we, we have to have in our head. Um, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll go back to week two, like where we, we talked about the reality that everybody is broken in, in general, and then specifically, everybody's broken sexually. I don't, I don't think we get that yet. I think there's still some of us that are sitting here going, no, I'm, I'm not. And okay, you know, I'll, I'll disagree with you on that, but if you can follow me a little bit further, okay? Yeah. So if you can get there and go, yeah, we're all, we're all, we're all broken in, in just various places. That's just part of the deal. That we're not, we're not functioning as we've been designed to function. Mm. We are not who we were created to be. Mm. Um, I was talking with somebody even just last night where, you know, even the most beautiful things, there's like the fly in the ointment. There's always like mm. a grain of sand in the lens. There's always something. Mm. There's, the, there's this feeling that there is something wrong, even in our most beautiful moments in the world mm. where we feel belonging. Yeah. There's always something missing. Um, it's always not quite perfect, you know, and if you're married, right, there's always that gap between you and your spouse. And, um, you know, if you're a parent, like you never quite have that perfect family moment. So like there's always these like little, we're never quite there. And I think that that longing is actually the greatest evidence that there is something missing. Mm-hmm. And we know what that something is as Christians. We would say that that's the hope of heaven um, that we will not have on this earth. But here's what here's what that has to do with sexuality is, so so what do we do with, with that that displacement, with that missing thing. Um, even if we're walking with the Lord, what do we do when we feel those things? Um, 
so here's kind of the here's like commitment number yeah. six is we need to know our limits and we need to recognize our limits mm-hmm. i think um you know both you and i um, come out of the evangelical tradition okay so we've spent a lot of time here at the north canton chapel which is an evangelical church right um you look at our academic background right so you went to school locally at an evangelical yeah. christian college and i did too at an evangelical school and so like so one of the things with that, and I think we need to recognize it, is that we have this burden to reach the lost, okay? And that doesn't mean that, like, that's not a sexually descriptive term. That's just yeah. we're all lost, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. we, we want to go make a dent in the darkness. We want to push back against the darkness of our world. Um, how do you do that? You know, that's a very overwhelming thing to think about, Um Paul gives us a great answer in Romans chapter 2, verse 4, where he says it's the goodness of God leads to repentance. The goodness of God leads to repentance. And so our job is to be very clear on what God's word says, but also to image the goodness of God for a lost and dying world. Um, to show God's goodness, right? So my mind goes to the parable of the prodigal yeah. son. And... Um, which is obviously like, if, if you're, even if you wouldn't consider yourself a, a biblically literate person or you'd go, oh, I don't read the Bible much, you probably know the story of the prodigal son. Um, and what I love about that parable as it relates to brokenness is um, you've got this son who at one moment is at the very center of his own life. And he, he goes to his father and he says, give me it all, I, I wanna leave, I'm out of here, deuces. And he runs away from his father. And his father lets him leave, which is an interesting mm-hmm. element in this whole thing. And um, so he goes off on his own. And then there's this moment where he wakes up and it's, it's tempting to imagine, you know, it's like when he's, he's, you know, licking the bottom of a pig trough or something. Like he's at yeah. this very low moment. Um, and, and there's something that happens in his mind where he moves from being the center of his own world. And all of a sudden he remembers something about his father. And the idea comes to him, maybe I should go home. What if I went home? What would that be like? You know, and he and then it moves from maybe to I'm I'm going home. I'm going home. And so he starts off on his way. And the most beautiful part of this parable to me is that while he was still a long way off, the father starts running toward him. And I, I look at that and I go, gosh, what, what is that? So he knew that the father was good. He knew that the father was gracious. And like, yeah, so he comes home and he confesses. But before the son even says a thing, the father just like buries his face in his chest and just like, welcome home. You know? and, he, and, and, and the text even says like, welcomed him, embraced him, kissed him. Like, it's just this cascade yeah. of like, so here's all that means. Sorry, there's a ton yeah. we've already talked about. But like, what that means is our job as, as Christians and as evangelical Christians, even a, a subset of, of Christianity, our job is to image the goodness of God. Is that the kind of God that we are talking about? Do we faithfully, faithfully proclaim and demonstrate a God who welcomes sinners home? Mm. Um, and that is not a, that is not just a sexually explicit idea. That's that's true for anybody who's experiencing any brokenness. Um, and so, to know our limits means that we're not we're not responsible for arm wrestling the entire world into the kingdom. Yeah, we're not responsible for protesting everything. In fact, I would urge you not to do that. Um, 
I, I think the biblical witness is consistently to image the goodness of God. Because like Paul says in Romans 2, 4, it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. So mm. anyway, there's a, there's, a, there's a ton more we could say on that. But Yeah, and I think, yeah. I think that is good for us to, to sit with and, and ask. And, you know, I, I've sat with four. I think the, the question of, you know, when, when I stand... I think if, if you're in the church, and I've sat with this, where it, when I stand before God, I'm going to have to give an account for the way I postured myself mm-hmm. towards those right who right, who may be like the product that want to run home. I think there's questions to us to ask today as a church of saying, do I posture myself in a way where for those who want to right and are mm. seeking and are saying, right, I think I want to know about this Jesus, have I set barriers that God hasn't placed that are preventing them from running home and i think that's something that i've sat with and as a father of jesus like for me like it it scares me Mm -hmm. to say have i set something my own frustration or pride or anger Mm -hmm. there would be a barrier for someone and that's like man that's repentance that i need even today as a father of jesus of saying is there something that end of the day that man have i right yeah have i stopped the little children who in that moment recognize oh, it's my father that I need, that I want to run to. And it ties into some of this, like there's this relational aspect. And I think it's a, that's not me compromising the truth. There's truth that I think I'm not hearing in myself of saying, Mm -hmm. you know what, until this, and it's like, oh, is that, like, have I prayed and fasted and said, is my posture in a way that's going to prevent it? And I think some of that is knowing our limits of like, I can't save everybody, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. also am I, and somehow in my posture and my emotions setting up a barrier for someone yeah. that is trying to run Work back their way to back. Jesus and say is <sighs> right oh man like I, i've mm-hmm. heard he was good is he good yeah i and and isn't it interesting we didn't plan on talking about this this morning to this depth but isn't it interesting that we get we get the 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 mind of the other son who's who's back yeah. there who didn't leave yeah. right who who towed the company line, so to speak, and 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 the gospel gives us the, his his inner monologue where he says, you know, gosh, you know, this, my brother, what a tool, you know. That's my translation. Yeah. He's he's sitting there, he's going, oh man, I did the right thing, and I've always been so good. I've always been great. I've always listened to you, God. You know, in the parable, obviously, yeah. the father. And, and the father has that little bit of a correction where he goes, hey, wait a minute, this son of mine has come home. Yeah. Right. And so it is this like resetting of the table a little bit, which is which is quite beautiful. So um, you asked me too, though, just kind of preparation for the morning, like where we're going now as a church. Yeah. And like, um, obviously this doesn't mean that the conversation is over because, you know, six weeks preaching series is not the thing. There's more to come. And so... Um, yeah, you want to talk about a little where, little about, little bit about where we're going next? Should we get into that? Yeah, I think you know, I think it's helpful for us to understand. Even um, you know, if you've been here at the North Canton Chapel or online or engaged with us, right? We yeah. say we want to make much of Jesus every day to everyone because at the end of the day, that's what we believe this is about. There's all these other places we can land, but it's all about Jesus. And so we're moving from holy sexuality into a series on David. Mm-hmm. And if you've grown up in the church, we probably can all go in and say, well, we, we know about David and think a lot of things. So talk a little bit about how sure. we're kind of framing this. And again, like this seeing scripture rightly of like, 
David's actually not the hero of any of those stories. <laughs> I think I think we're yeah we look at David wrongly a lot, and um, we're going to kick it off this week by by basically talking about how David's not a guy that you would even want living in your neighborhood. It's like he's he's got some deeply flawed um, character traits, you know. Um, David David is not as as white chiseled marble as as he was made to be yeah. in the sculpture, you know. Um, but so the subtitle of the series is is broken and beloved, mm. and um, again that conjunction in the middle and is very important. He's both of these things. He's broken and he's beloved. And so, you know, um, what we're going to take a look at. David's kind of this great uh, test case for um, what does it mean to look at your brokenness and see it for what it is, and still run back to a God who loves you. Mm. Um, how does repentance factor into this? Like, how does how does God's love overwhelm my my sense of shame and sin? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know. So we're going to take a look at David's really his his whole life. We're going to take a look at um, the early the early years, right? Which is um, David and uh, just this call that God had on his life, his anointing, um, his relationship with Saul, which is great and complex his relationship with jonathan his friend david and uh, goliath which is kind of you know we all look at that one and go yeah it's the kid's story god can conquer all my giants like yeah well it's not really what that's (laughs) about um david and bathsheba which is a dark moment obviously um and then we're gonna you know move through and talk about even at the end of his life how how he had this last little flare of pride that showed up Mm. when he was trying to build his legacy Mm. and um so yeah, that's going to kind of take us, you know, kind of through October and November here. This mm. life at, at David, this broken and beloved um, man after God's own heart, which is, I think we could add another one: is broken, beloved, and baffling. Like, <laughs> how is this even possible? Um, so yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of where we're heading. Well, that's good, and I think that's the beauty in this of like, this is all about Jesus, and mm. even in mm. the series and that we've come out of and moving into is we just want to talk about how how good God is, yeah. um, and that He takes and the unlikely, right? The the enemies He takes, right? That it's 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 baffling. It doesn't make sense. But if it made sense to us, mm. right? Then He He wouldn't be who He is, yeah. Yeah. and so yeah. it's just beautiful. And so thank you for. For being on this journey with us, yeah. um, we want to continue just to invite you to to spaces to to have conversations, to reach out to us, um, because you don't have to do this alone. Yeah. Um, you're not alone. You're deeply loved. So thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you again soon.